Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to another Life Logistics. We are here to solve all your problems, your worries and your woes with extreme prejudice. <laughs> like that? That's good, isn't it? I do, yeah. It could work. I could catch on. Uh, have you got one there to start us off with? Oh, before we go any further, I'm in a mood. I'm in what a about? mood because on the back of yesterday's episode yeah. where I talked about getting a counter offer on eBay for a Vietnam box set... Yeah. which was 30 quid down from 39. I've had another one today, mm. £28.75. Oh, and you'd already bought the other one. And I, but I went, fucking went in on 30 quid, didn't I? Back. Well, Fucking hell. Just goes to show, at the beginning of this logistics, the, 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 the high emperor of life logistics, Andrew Dawson, <laughs> even he can sometimes get things wrong. I am smarting. Ah, oh, but when it does, this is what makes him the best, because when it happens... Most of us just go, oh, well, never mind. Lesson learned to not not Andy. He's like Roy Keane. He's like, no, this was a fucking error. I've got to keep pushing myself. I've got to keep pushing myself. I let I let myself, I let yep. my standards slip there. Yep. I should have known. I should have yep. waited. Didn't second guess it. You showed a so, Delaney level of impatience there. I did. I did. Exactly that. So uh, I'll learn from that. That moment mm. again. Uh, okay. There we well, go. I'm sorry to hear that, mate. Or, but I do hope that you enjoy the uh, Vietnam, li- reliving oh. the horrors of the Vietnam War. The, the entire <laughs> Once your hours. Yeah. <laughs> Immerse <laughs> yourself in 18 hours of pure horror, watching the very depths that humanity yes. can sink to. It's going to get me through this winter of uh, lockdown. Yeah, no doubt about it. Anyway. Onwards uh, to like Kieran Moriar- Moriarty, cool name, uh, named mm. after, of course, Sir John Sherlock Holmes's nemesis. <laughs> uh, Life Logistics, Annoying Work Colleague is the title. Right. Hola, dickheads. I was hoping for some advice on how to deal with lazy work colleague. I work in an office, though I don't deal with this prick day-to-day basis, but for the next week, I'll be closely working with them. They've mm. already started having deliveries and putting my name down to his... We've fucking Ooh. done this one. Have we? We talked, didn't we? Because last week I said to you, who's the worst person you worked with? Oh, and, right, yeah. And you said, you were talking about that geezer at the video shop who fucking yeah. done did you we for, deal with for this a technicality. Query, 
I don't think we're done with the Queen. We do, or a bit. I don't know. All right. Anyway, they're getting deliveries sent in in his name. They've managed to palm off some shitty admin work on me, despite it being the main part of their job. Need a way to nip this shit in the bud, but without coming over all Lampardy and saying, oh, it's not company policy for me to collect items not addressed to me. <laughs> all advice welcomed by nearly four below. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, mate, you just sound fucking Lampardy. Mm. Maybe this is a case of you're the cunt. Because, listen, Moriarty. this guy... Yeah, Moriarty. <laughs> this guy just sort of it seems to me like he's taking a bit of a dis and that approach he's got a to, to approach, office definitely, life, yeah. Which is... Yeah. The only way to approach it, it's the only way to maintain one's sanity and dignity in an office environment is to basically undermine it mm-hmm. in small ways constantly. Right? Do as little as you can. Do as it's little as you can. It's fucking ridiculous. With. Like, they set you up to basically play a role in an imaginary game, like a child's game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is what we all do. What's worse is, I remember. When I used to go to my mum's work, she worked in quite boring companies. Usually, when when I was a kid, she was a secretary in various kind of quite dull companies. And at least there, they weren't pretending that they that it was fun. Yeah. But nowadays, there's this thing of like company culture. Let's uh, um, we all get together. Contrived force fun is a big thing in offices now. Yeah, of course. And it they is, talk yeah. about it being like a family M- morale boosting. Yeah, morale boosting, and it's like a family, and they have these treats which are so patronising, you know. Oh, it's Cake Tuesday. And as we said before, when they socialise and go out together of an evening, you're not even on the clock. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. So um, just don't fucking be sucked in by it, right? Maybe we You've been sucked in by it. Your work colleague sounds like a legend to me. Because he's like straight away before he's even started, you've already had parcels turning up from Amazon or whatever in your name. Yeah, by the way, right, there's probably going to be a pair of rollerblades turning up sometime soon. If you they'll get, if you come, take delivery of them, they'll, they'll probably come when I'm up the back having a smoke. So I'll put your own name down for them. Yeah. I'll put your name down. It's simpler. Now, if they come, sign for it, right? But don't fucking open the box. Shake it. If it sounds like rollerblades, leave it under the desk. I'll pick it up later. <laughs> um, and also getting you to do the shitty admin work. Well, do it or don't do it, mate. Do you know what I mean? How yeah. is he... You're saying he's he's making that happen. Well, that's your mistake. How can he possibly have made that happen? Just go, I'm not fucking doing that. You f- Exactly. You, I haven't used this phrase in a while, but it's a case of you fucking do it. You in fact, do it. Yeah. my advice to you, Moriarty, is to go on to the Top Flight Time Machine <laughs> merchandise store. Uh, you can find it at tftimemachine.com slash merch and buy a you fucking do it tea mug and keep that on your fucking desk. And every time he tries it, just take a little mm. sip and give him the eye. Definitely. You know, and he'll, he'll fucking know. He'll get the message. Also, you could go on uh, Google and Google for um, Loaded. Office Pest. Oh, and look yeah, at the Office great. Pest comic strips that were done by the modern Toss lads. That shows yeah. how, to, how to behave in an office. Yeah. It's pretty much the Bible for that sort of thing. So Yeah, yeah I mean, you've got to be sort of... Just try to maintain a sense of um, juvenile anarchy. <clears throat> yeah. Low, Low level. level. Yeah. Do it in such a way where they can't actually haul you up for mm. gross misconduct, right? 
unless they've got something in the the book that says anything we deem to be gross misconduct is gross yeah, misconduct. I, I, I think they might struggle with that though. Well, like HR me, is fucking hard to sack someone because I've been on the other side of the fence where I've tried, to, you know, been a boss mm. trying to sack people for displeasing me. <laughs> <laughs> you tra- no. you basically treated like you were a football manager and you were trying to um, re- build your own squad. And move players out. That's exactly it. That's exactly what I've done. Whenever I've been in a position like that, but you know, lots of people are lazy, and once you're the boss, you're like thinking, "This person's just taking the absolute piss." Can Mm. I fire them? And HR will always go, "No, you can't fire them." And I go back, like you know, they're late every day, Mm. and they simply don't deliver the work that, as far as I see, they're contractually obliged to do, and they're rude or whatever. They go, "It's not enough, mate." And I thought, in my head, I thought, noted for next time I'm in a position I'm where I employee. want to. Un- yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that's good. Though. That's good for our listeners to think about, you know, take that this and that approach because they can't sack you. You can annoy the fuck out of them, but they can't sack Make you. Make sure that you've gone through your three-month um, trial. Your probationary, yeah. Your probation, because I, I've got a mate. I got him a job at a company where I was working and I've got him a sweet-ass job, right? Mm. and um, he had to work really hard to get it. I put him forward, and he had to do a huge amount of work. You know him, actually, but I'll tell you afterwards. All right. And he had to do a huge amount of work to get through the trials that the company put him to. It was a horrible company, and he got the job, and we were fucking... That night, it was when I was still drinking, we went out and we got fucking wrecked, right? Because he was, like, five minutes away, right? It was like a fucking... It was brilliant. He was living with his... He was skint. And he was living with his wife and his kid and his mother-in-law. And his mother-in-law sounded like the worst sort of sitcom mother-in-law, right? Who would lecture him every night. And he'd, I, he'd, I he'd, know he'd, who this is. Right. And he'd been so <laughs> emasculated because he was like, he'd come home and she was like, oh, you, we're still living with these mad pipe dreams of making a living out of your so-called creativity. And she would come home and put things in front of him, like jobs for like working at... Tesco self-sacker oh, not that there's anything wrong with doing those jobs but he aspired to do something else and she constantly undermined him but he couldn't do anything because he was effectively mm. living in her rig so yeah. she had a lot of power so Under she could York. be an absolute cunt to him and he just had to take it right and he was he was like literally one day away from taking a job up at home base which again nothing wrong with it but the pay wasn't great he really didn't want to do it and he was being sort of forced towards it and um he was pretty depressed and then he got this job and we went out and got fucking battered celebration because i was just chuffed that my mate was coming to i didn't like the place i was working mm. but i thought at least i'm going to have a mate here now to yeah. help help pass the time with fucking behaving like a banter. couple of cunts <laughs> yeah just just cunting around every day right <laughs> Which was our intention. That night, he's gone back pissed. And I'm not joking. He said he more or less kicked the front door in when he got back to his mother-in-law. He's like, oi, oi, job. It was a fucking good salary as well, right? It was like really good, really good salary, right? Yeah. And he's come in. So he's gone from naught, like minus money, to suddenly being on a fucking big salary. Kit Doran, he had a cigar on the go, no fucking lie. <laughs> and he had some cash and he licked his thumb and started counting some out for the mother in law while she's watching the telly. Like, here you go. 
It's that money I owe you for that thing the other week. And I'll tell you what, it's a bit extra. Buy yourself a nice dress. Get yourself right. something pretty. He fucking lauded it like the biggest cunt in the world. He went straight into it. And I couldn't blame him. And he had turned up piss because we'd celebrated so hard. But the moral of this story is he carried on acting the cunt with his mother-in-law for yeah. the next three months. And sure enough, he acted the cunt at the job. Spurred on and encouraged by like me. Yourself. And on the day before his three months was up, although he didn't oh. know it was that day, because he hadn't been looking at it, he'd been like, ah, yeah, be here for life, fucking easy money. All you have to do is come in and fuck around with Sam, right? <laughs> then go home, get your money at the end of the month, right? He fucking gets a knock and some fucker go just like, who didn't have the bottle either, because no one's got bottle, have they? In America, they'll fucking fire you and you'll know about it, or in Italy. But in England, <laughs> it's like no one will ever say it. No one's ever officially in the history of UK industry ever actually been fired. It's always dressed up as something else. They'll often dress it up as an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and they're rewarding you for being so good at your job. And so, sure enough, they get him in and they give him a sort of like, yeah... Well, and bloke, he said the bloke had tears in his eyes, and that's when he realised because he sort of went, he knew the bloke, and he's like, "You're right, mate. You look like you're going to cry in a minute." Fucking and hell! And he just said, "Oh, well, the thing is, we're just letting you go," and he couldn't fucking believe it. He thought they were joking, and they didn't actually explain why. And he was, and they escorted him there and then, and he had to go back with his tail between his legs, didn't he, Shit. to the mother-in-law? Oh, you know that brilliant job that I've been bragging about and fucking larging it about mm. for the last three months. Yeah, well, they've just jacked me in and they won't tell me why. So I, he called me and I said, they can't do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, But he looked into it and he could, because it was within three months, they can do all the fuck they want. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck well, they want. Yeah, I just uh, it's a life lesson for everyone, that, isn't it? Don't fly too close to the sun or your wings will melt. <laughs> Stay <laughs> indoors. Do not be ambitious or aspire to anything. It'll only Comply, end in disaster. Conform. Yeah. <laughs> know your place subject, is what we're saying. On the same subject, as a one here from Michael Goodall, uh, logistics follow-up, re- reach and wash, which we oh, were yeah. talking about last week. Mm. And he says, uh, Hi, Andy and Sam. I gave up a highly stressful career in child psychiatry six years ago to become a pole-fed window cleaner, brackets, mm. reach and wash. Right. He says, I now have over 300 happy customers and I owe some of that to you two. You see, I get up to six hours podding pleasure a day due to my work. I look forward to it like Sam looks forward to a good Hoover or Andy mm. a six loader. Yeah. It makes me work with a smile, chat to my customers about life logistics and I consequently do a really good and thorough job. There we go. So, Fuck it you know, That sounds great. It just reminds me of what I've, what I've said before when I've, when I've been abroad on holiday and I've stayed in a place with a pool and the pool cleaner comes around once a week and mm. he just goes about his business slowly cleaning the pool oh, under lovely. the hot sun, does his job, takes him half an hour, then he fucks off to the next one and you just think, what more do you need in life? So Going cathartic. around in the if, sunshine, cleaning pools, you got- you, you'll, you'll earn enough money to keep a roof over your head, have a few beers a couple of times a week. Yeah. What more do you need? Pay your snide Sky subscription so you yeah. can still watch all the games even exactly. though you're abroad. Exactly. What more What more could you need? Jalapeño. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. I think that any job... Like um, a task, right? Like, what would you call that? A, like a physical task of some mm. sort, a chore. If you can do that but do it quite slowly, then yeah. it's, it's there's no better therapy. Yeah, right? Exactly. The problem is, because of my living out loud approach to life, I often I find myself that. having to do those things but at high speed. <laughs> Oh, I've ain't got 20 minutes before I've got to be in that place, but I ain't tidied the house yet. I don't fucking tidy really quick. Tidy, 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 tidy. Get out of the way, kids, you're annoying me. Right? That is when I'm at my worst. But when I'm at my best, is like, I think, right, I'm setting the whole fucking morning aside yeah. to do the hoovering, mm-hmm. a thorough deep clean of the kitchen, including floor mop, um, tidy living room, Tidy bathroom, mm-hmm. change the sheets, all that shit. And you think if I have yeah. a slow and steady approach to that, yeah. and yeah, you won't get better therapy. And believe me, I've had loads of fucking therapy. I've, I've had the top expensive stuff. <laughs> as Trust I've documented me, I've before. Been, I've been really fucking mental. And I know good therapy and I know bad therapy. Listen, therapist, here's 500 pounds. I ain't got long, so you better fucking hurry it up. Therapise me. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't feel any better. No. All right, I'll be back next month. Bye. I've got to go now. I've got some smashing to do. <laughs> I've got some glass to smash out the front. Ah, I've given you a fucking monkey here, right? And for what? I could have just gone home and changed the sheets on my bed at a nice slow and steady pace. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's something in it though there's something in it there is it's, it feels great like um, yeah, on Sundays I've got into the habit of um, now it's autumn I will cook toad in the hole mm. with mash gravy and a green vegetable one green on vegetable sun- <laughs> on Sunday on Sunday nights right a, a contractually obliged vegetable <laughs> <laughs> usually it's peas because I just think having peas with mash is yeah, that's an right, unbeatable yeah. combo. It is. But yesterday we had uh, some cabbage because my wife's got into these odd box things, right? Oh, yeah. Where you know what they are, right? Yeah. Actually, I just heard a farmer on the radio this morning talking about how it was important to buy organic stuff if not all the birds are going to die. So I'm right, like, yeah, okay. whatever, odd box. So we had a. But what happens when you buy and get an odd box is they just give you a load of veg that you haven't asked for. And then you just let it rot, and then at the end of the week you throw it away Check just it away. before the next odd box turns up. <laughs> That's how it works. But you're doing your bit. Composter. Yeah, exactly. But it's all the sad the, veg, though, isn't it? The sad veg that no one loves. Yeah, the odd box it's the sad veg. Yeah, but in of course in foreign countries the sad veg is the most sought after. It's only here where we go. 
I want everything to be perfectly spherical. Yeah, yeah, because we're cunts. Yeah, we're basically are cunts. <laughs> and I was listening to this farmer on the radio, and he was talking about because <clears throat> we it got this American idea of how to run industry and so forth, right? Mm. And they long since worked out in America. They fucking completely fucked the whole of the um, Midwest where they do all their farming, right? By just, you know, fucking bulldozing over all the natural habitats of everything, like ruining the soil with chemicals, basically destroying their natural resources in order to farm at huge scale, right? That's -hmm. what they've done in America for years, which is, you know, the behest of, like, I guess shareholders and boards who just demand increase in profit every year, yeah. right? Yeah. And because America, because Britain, unlike the rest of Europe, is enthralled to the things that America do, and we're like a tiny country. We're smaller than one of their fucking average-sized states. Well, we think, oh, yeah, we'll do that like the Americans do. <laughs> so we've got genuinely a green and pleasant land. I think we can all agree this country, world-class looks, right? Yeah. World-class looks. And we've been the farmers have been forced to just fucking smash up all the woods and forests and everything and completely fuck all the soil because they go you you got a farm like they do in America that way we can squeeze out extra margin from the fucking food we're selling to corn, to Sainsbury's every month right right it's Where's fuck this come from I don't know anyway that's why I'm really into odd box at the moment I, it's because <laughs> I just heard this farmer on the radio this morning okay anyway um yeah so oh, but yes yeah, so I cooked a cabbage. So- Talking about the birds as well. Yeah, yeah. it's time to feed the birds again because yeah. autumn's coming. Don't feed the birds in the spring and summer when the, the babies are hatched because they need to go and learn to forage for themselves. Now's the time when you need to get out there and put your, your blocks your of, of, of suet and all that out there, yeah. Because uh, the, have you the ever, worms are fucked off, apparently. You can get balls of suet in a pound shop mm. quite cheap. Yeah. yeah, But the problem is there's so many squirrels that even if I get quite a good cage for the birds to mm. put the suet in... Those squirrels will turn up uh, and they'll before, just like, yeah. fuck it. They'll just look, take one look at my bird feeder and laugh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one, mate. Yeah, yeah that's going to do you a lot of fucking open. good. Yeah. That's fucking coming straight open, cunt. <laughs> right, well, I'm having that suet for my tea. Well, I don't know how you deal with it in the South. I haven't had that problem. I did have a problem with my suet balls. Um, I think it was a fox because there's a fox lives nearby. I live near a hill and there's a fox. Uh, there's a fox's den in it. So I think I've had fox problems with my suit before. Do you not have but... squirrels up north? Nah, there's no squirrels where I live. We have Really? Them. I used to live near a cemetery years ago, and there's loads of squirrels in the cemetery, and there's a couple of parks nearby, but not where I am, there's no squirrels. Are they regarded as sort of soft, poncy, southern creatures because of their fancy, flamboyant, fluffy tails? I think like southern. Have... That's a southerner's rat, right? It's a rat, but because it's from the south, it's got a poncy, big, fucking, fluffy tail. I th- I think they stay where they're safe. They <laughs> like, what would happen though, to them up north? They get their heads kicked in in, wouldn't in the they? cemetery <laughs> and in the parks. Yeah, they don't stray from those areas because like, uh, you wouldn't, because they'll, you wouldn't they'll see with... one up the high street. No, no, no chance. Or at the precinct. No. But uh, um, when, how did we get onto that? What was this? What was even the question? Oh, just cooking toad in the hole, and I oh, do yeah. it, and I set the whole like I started really early. Because when I have to cook something that's reasonably elaborate, right, and you're rushing, then it's hell and you're in a bad mood by the time yeah. it's served on the table. But if you give yourself a ludicrous amount of time 
and you've got the football on in the background, mm. right? Um, or sometimes you might have music on or something, right? And I have a little Heineken Zero as a treat nice. as I go along, right? Mm-hmm. And it feels great. It, you, it puts you in a wonderful mood. And the end of it is you're putting a load of table of food on the table for your family. And it puts you in the best mood. So if you've got tasks to do, set plenty of time aside and then you feel magnificent, don't what, you? What is it what is it they call that? They call it um chicken soup for the soul, don't they? That sort of thing. Yeah. Well you're doing something that that's they're kind of nurturing but it yeah. nurtures yourself at the same time. And you have a Heineken Zero while you're doing it. Yeah. That's what, it's lovely. not chicken soup, it's toad in the hole for the soul, isn't it? Basically. Veggie toad in the hole as well, fawn sausages, with, mate. With peas. Peas and mash and gravy, and I make fresh gravy oh. from scratch, mate. Wow. Yeah. What do you use? I, what I do is I chop up loads of different vegetables, mm. chuck them in the pan with some herbs, etc., mm. um, salt and pepper, and I Smash roast them, them p- p- put some oil over them, mm. and I fucking roast the fuck out of them till they're real soft. Then right. I put the roasting pan on the hob, yeah. and I chuck in... Um, I'll do use either some balsamic uh, vinegar or some Worcester sauce, mm-hmm. right? Or some that Sheffield one, Henderson's. That's good. Right. You chuck you chuck that in and fucking stir it all up. You know, keep it going, and then you might chuck in a bit of hot water, a bit of flour to thicken it, and then wow. and then you put it for a sieve mm-hmm. into a fucking bowl, and then you pour the bowl into the gravy jug. Bang, gravy. There we go. Whoa, my fucking mouth watering. Yeah. Love it. I've got um, some leftover gravy, mate, in the fridge now. I mean, I'm not saying you. come over and take you too long, but <laughs> I don't know. I haven't decided what to do with it yet, but I made an extra big portion last night, so... Fucking just eat it up and drink it out of a mug. I'll pro- I probably will have gravy for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> On something. I don't know what. Maybe I'll have a gravy sandwich. Mm. A bit of bread in it, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Um, here's a one. Alan Smith. He's got a, a three-prong question. Um... I'll only go to the third one because it's the most interesting. Issues of jealousy and bitterness towards a mate oh. who gave you access to your Netflix when he was mm. poor, but is now earning <laughs> better than you, but still hasn't got his own. Oh, power play that, isn't it? Power play. Well, I, just... I mean, I would just change the password. Mm. I'll change the password because then the onus is on him to say, uh, excuse me, excuse me, friend, that Netflix that I use, I can't get into mm. it anymore for some reason. Then the ball's in his mm. court. He needs to think about whether he needs to have that conversation with you or whether he needs to get his own Netflix. I think he's probably been... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's not purposely thinking, yeah, fuck that, I'm not fucking paying that cunt. I think people are just... I suppose you could say inconsiderate or forgetful mm. and he's probably just fucking forgotten that it's still on you know it's yeah. still you who's paying or he kind of half remembers and it's one of those things he has to get round to bringing it up you're going to be worried about sounding lampardy so the easiest and best and cleanest way to bring it up is exactly as Andy says change the password and then he's got a choice yeah. he can ring you up and go can I have the password so I can continue to use it for free <laughs> but if he's going to say that you can just laugh then and go are you yeah. fucking serious mate and then to make it not awkward I always admit to what I've done. He goes, well, why did you change it anyway? And I'd go, I'll tell you why I changed it, mate. It was precisely so you would call up and uh, fucking force confront your hand, this. You yeah. prick. <laughs> and it's fucking work. Your move, prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're in agreement on that then. Good. 
Next, what else have we got? Right, let's have a look. Oh, this is a good one. I'll read this one out because it's right in front of me. Ryan Goodliffe. Um, oh, complicated. Just catching up on some more life logistics. I've got a terrible wasp and bee phobia from childhood experience, mm-hmm. and I loved hearing about how the bees get tortured for their honey, the busy little cunts. All right, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you might be interested in this thing they do at my work to make certain venom vaccines. Whoa, vaccine factory. Uh, in one department, they're getting 60,000 frozen wasps. That, that in itself, you know... Uh, proposes a question where the fuck do you get 60,000 frozen wasps from uh, they defrost them and the technicians mm. carefully pluck the venom sack from the arse of the wasp with tweezers by grabbing right. the stinger and pulling 60,000 of the little cunts go on fuck off he says when yeah. they first started fucking around with wasp products the QC manager got these little freeze dried bees and wasps in on a display plinth for his office windowsill freak I strolled in one day with a document for him, spied the wasps and bees, and shat myself. I fell backwards into a shelving unit, and a shit ton of, <laughs> and a shit ton of folders fell on me. Oh, Fuck no. Be- <laughs> Fuck bees and wasps, and don't start with all the bees versus wasp bollocks I don't want to hear. I don't eat honey. Fuck flowers. We can synthesise them with plastic. And that's Ryan what? in Sussex. This bloke's insane. What's he actually asking us? He's not asking anything. It's just related to an old one that we did about wasps and bees. I can't even he's remember it. He's fucking rocker. But he's just got that off his chest there about uh, experiences he's had with bees and wasps. And I thought that was a nice bit of sort of follow-up feedback. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, we always like to hear uh, follow-ups. Um to find out exactly how things have gone down. <laughs> like, if you've taken our advice in any way as well. Yeah. Like, this one's like that. Come to Dave, just listening to, he says, Tuesday's Life at Logistics, this is last week, and your mattress discussion when a wonderful top-flight coincidence occurred. Andy mentioned his Otty mattress. The person mm. responsible for advertising the Otty mattress is no other than Amadeus Mozart of Two in a Tent Game from the most recent Tune Machine. What the f- what? What? Um, and if you check Amadeus's social media, he is a massive fan of all things Biscoff. Aware right. that this isn't the most interesting information, but a sign that TF Time Machine is permanently uh, on uh, is permeating society on several levels. Well, we get a lot of this. A, a lot of emails come to us about the cosmos, right, mm. and how the cosmos is in tune with Top Flight Time Machine. So people will be listening to something we're discussing on Top Flight Time Machine. And as they're listening, the thing we're talking about will suddenly appear in front of them. So on yesterday's episode, we were talking about Eminem Direct, right? And someone tweeted me this morning, tweeted us, and said it was really weird because just as I was listening to you talk about Eminem Direct, where I've recently been buying some hiking equipment from. Yes. (laughs) Could call it walking equipment. Or just simply some some clothes that you walk in. Trousers. (laughs) It's literally just some clothes that I intend to walk in. But um, yeah, uh, he's gone. uh, Cosmos stuff. I scrolled. This is from Ed Contagiris. Scroll past an advert for Eminem Direct the exact second you mentioned it on the pod. So John is still at it. Well, as I've told him, that's because Sir John Cosmos actually has shares in Eminem Direct. And therefore... (laughs) He will push it at every opportunity. That's the he thing does. about Sir John Cosmos. Sometimes it seems random and arbitrary, the shit he does, right? <laughs> or he's trying to send you a message. But half the time, he stands to gain financially from the yeah, things he does. Exactly so that, yeah. Just watch it. <laughs> so there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Send us in your problems. 
and your worries yeah. for next week, and we will make everything better. That's our guarantee. That's our um, promise to you. Yeah, so thanks for listening and all that. TTFN, dickheads. Keep it canty. Bye.